Real news. True, honest, and not fake news. Welcome back to another edition of Real News Uncensored. I am here with Mr. Alex, and we're going to be talking about three major stories that broken over the past few days. It's been a slow news week. But the biggest story, I think, which nobody's talking about, you're getting the good scoop from us, well, technically from The Intercept, but you're getting some coverage from us, is the breaking news from The Intercept that Julian Assange, who is currently locked in the Ecuadorian embassy, is going to lose his asylum status. Ecuador has now, uh, you know, decided that they're going to make an agreement with the British authorities to kick Julian Assange out of the Ecuadorian embassy located in London and then hand him over to the British authorities who will probably imprison him on some minor charges. Who knows for how long, but some are saying the agreement hasn't been finalized. Some saying it hasn't been finalized yet, uh, but it will be finalized within a few weeks if that's the case. And he's probably going to be ejected from the embassy physically within, you know, probably this coming up week. Which, you know, we're making this transmission on Saturday, so the coming week, uh, starting on Sunday, is probably when you might might see it happen or it might be next week. He, if you haven't known, has been without internet for the past three months, this entire time, locked away in the embassy. And he's there because he has asylum status and he really can't go anywhere else or else he'll be arrested by, you know, America or a few other countries. So he's kind of been stuck there. But his whole situation is really weird because when he lost his internet was when the Spygate stuff for the Trump administration was breaking. And WikiLeaks has tweeted out. There is a tweet out there. I don't have... I'll probably paste the link in the description if I find it. They basically said that he was... Uh, he lost his internet while he was researching the Spygate stuff. Yeah, you know, where Trump was uh, supposedly had a uh, FBI informant or spy, whatever phrase you want to use, in his campaign when that story was breaking. It was when he lost his internet. Uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen, to be honest with him. I think he's probably going to get, either if he doesn't escape in time, which maybe he's been playing an escape this whole time, he might get out, go somewhere else, I don't know. Or he's going to have to face prison time. Or, option number three, Trump pardons him. Would he do that? I think Trump would want to, but a lot of people around him would not want that. Mike Pompeo is a strong anti-Julian Assange guy. A lot of people in his cabinet sessions are strong anti-Julian Assange people. So... I honestly don't know if Trump could do it, and I don't mean by law, but at this current time, it could be something he pulls a few days before he leaves on his second term in office. Other than that, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I think that this is a very, uh, it's very interesting. This comes out like a week or so after Trump visits the UK, and that's where the embassy's in. Mm, True. And I, I kind of think that that was probably discussed. I don't know if it was so much, like, I don't think Trump really wants to do it, but I feel like his hands are tied as well. This, like, Russia investigation, and a lot of that was leaked on WikiLeaks, like with the Hillary Clinton email scandal. So I kind of feel that they're wanting to go and do something with him. And I don't think Trump's going to pardon him. Like, he could, and I hope that he does. 
But honestly, I don't even think it's going to get to Trump. I think the UK is going to take control of him and throw him in prison for years and years, and he might get killed by a... Uh, he'll probably end up dying in prison during some sort of riot or his like a roommate will stab him or something. They don't want this guy getting out because he knows too much. Yeah, and he's—it's been amazing. He's still alive because he, like, when he got sent in there, was it like 2011, 2014, something like that? It's been eight he's, years, I believe. Yeah, he's been in there for quite a long time, and that he's just like dying, like he's just kind of withering away. He's been without his wife. You know, that's that's yeah. terrible. Like, he needs to get out of there. He needs to go somewhere so that like he can go on with his life. I mean, he didn't. I didn't think he did anything wrong. I, I think that all this information it, it needs to come out. Like there needs to be some way to hold the government accountable for all this. Hashtag and Assange did nothing wrong. <laughs> he didn't. He was like, you know, this is yeah. It kind of does make the United States look bad, but you know, there's bad things that they do. You can't go and like punish the punish the messenger. And I have a feeling that. He's probably not going to get out. It's going to be done within the next, you know, couple weeks, just because the bureaucracy will probably be like maybe a month or so, mm -hmm. and then he'll be gone. They're going to try to do it silently, and and this can't, you know, we just can't let this go silently. We as people need to go and protest this and petition the UK, petition Trump, petition any other countries, embassies that could possibly take him. But the thing is, they're in like UK soil unless there's like a hidden jet like inside that compound or like a helicopter. And even then they might get shot down by the UK. And maybe, you know, the one good thing is like, you know, with Trump talking down the UK, maybe the UK will be like, oh, we'll get back at Trump by get, by letting him live. Yeah. You know, that, that could be the thing. I think Trump wants to keep him alive he personally, does. but I feel that he can't say that publicly because yeah. of all the rhinos in his cabinet. And all these like uh, these these sort of people, I guess you call them like lawful good. They just he broke the letter of the law, so they want him to go away. But this is really scary, and this is really important that somebody makes a big deal about this because Julian Assange, he's probably like one of the big heroes of the 21st century. Like I don't know why he didn't get like a Nobel Prize because honestly, he yes. should have got a Nobel Prize over Obama. Yeah. Like, Obama, I guess that's why he'll never get a Nobel Prize. Well, yeah, here's what's funny. Like, I, I want to say first that I think you worded best when you said Trump's hands are tied. That is the best way to put this. Like, he is kind of like in a catch-22. But it's funny how Julian Assange was the darling of the left when he was exposing stuff, uh, atrocities of the Bush administration. But suddenly in 2016, when he's exposing all this collusion between the government and the press and their uh, all the Podesta emails with the Hillary stuff and how they were holding back Bernie. You know, they rigged the, against, the election against Bernie and all this corrupt stuff. Hillary's doing all this stuff in the WikiLeaks. And we've all kind of forgotten, which I encourage everybody to go back and read and look through this stuff. And I actually am going to do it because I forget quite a bit of it. But all this stuff he uncovered made, you know, the left, like, turn on him on a dime. They said they went from, you know, Julian Assange went from the left's darling to a Russian agent in their minds within a matter of, you know, months. And I'm not going to lie, I used to think that Julian Assange had ever known that these leakers or these people that get stolen documents and then leak them were traitors. But when after, you know, they then do stuff that shows corruption people I dislike... 
you know, I really didn't like Bush, but it was like, oh, he's attacking Republicans, so, you know, I had a bias in that. But I started to reconsider, you know, my thoughts. I was like, wait a second here. You know, something ain't right here. If I'm starting to become more sympathetic from because he's doing something that helps my team, theoretically. And I thought, okay, I gotta think this through, you know, I, I gotta remove some bias here. And even if what he is doing is against the law, I think it is justified. Because... <laughs> Well, yeah, I know. The, the laws are murky. And I'm saying if it is. If. I, I, I honestly don't know. But regardless of the laws, what he is doing is something the press has done before and continues to do, which is the press, you know, claims a lot of times that they should be allowed to publish any documents, classified or not. They should be allowed to publish anything because it's freedom of speech. That's a little controversial area for, you know, up for debate. But when Julian Assange does it, it's automatically bad, you know? Well, here's what? the thing. Uh, I, I was going to say, in their perspective, it's automatically bad. Well, well, here's the thing with Julian Assange. Like, he's a Dutch citizen, to my knowledge. He's not a United States citizen. I think so, you. Yeah, so, like, how's, it re how's he even really a traitor? Like, his country had nothing to do with it. You know, I he's not a United States citizen. I think it's because it's U.S. documents, and so they're going to hold him again with U.S. laws in a U.S. court. Well, that doesn't make any sense because he's like all he did. He didn't go and hack into this; just posted them. Like someone else sent it to him. That's the thing. Yeah, he's not a United States citizen. That's like that'd be like you saying uh, something bad about like Islam, and then Saudi Arabia suing, like trying to go and extradite you from America for saying something bad about Islam, or for you like insulting the king of Thailand. In America, then they try to extradite you. Like, United States laws shouldn't apply to non-United States citizens outside of the United States. And I know they were like trying to go and get them for some sex thing, and it was—it yeah. seemed like it was just some BS charge. Like, it honestly, was. honestly, this guy seems like a modern-day white Mandela. <laughs> like, except for this guy's not a communist, yeah. and a criminal, like an actual criminal. This guy's actually trying to go and like change the world and expose secrets yeah but the only difference is he's not black and uh you know he's not an apartheid state yet i mean england who knows yeah, what that no. <laughs> probably south africa 2.0 in the next 30 years but he's pretty much basically like mandela but instead of being loved and praised by the media he's being demonized yeah you know? and, and, and like i said this is the same media that has published classified documents in the past or report on them and they're attacking him for doing the exact same thing, except what's better about him is that he publishes the documents uneditorialized, unspun, it's just there, it is what it is, and then maybe they send out some tweets or whatever. But it's he is way more unbiased than any media outlet, and he's basically a journalist. Like, he's doing things that regular journalists do, it's just he's got the balls to do stuff that you know sometimes they're not willing to do. And like I said, my opinions change on him big time. I used to think he's a traitor. Now, to be honest, I think he's a hero. What he's doing, if you know, if we were in a time where journalism was still a watchdog of the government and still had proper checks and balances, I might kind of dislike him. But in a world where journalists aren't doing their job, they're not unveiling corruption, they're not doing investigative journalism, and they're not doing anything that's really to the benefit of people, he and what he does is fully justified, in my opinion. It's fully justified 
to publish these documents. Because uh, he, I think he does redact some names so that there is no national security threat to those people. And I think that's very fair. And that's, you know, he, and he's never been wrong. Let's, let's remember this. CNN, the New York Times, the Washington Post, they don't have perfect records. They have made many mistakes. They've published a lot of fake news. Join Assange has always published real documents, real news, no errors, 100% factual. They have a perfect record, WikiLeaks. Julian Assange and WikiLeaks have a perfect record, and no media outlet can say that. So I, I think it's really you know, disgraceful and hypocritical for all these media outlets to you know, lob, doggy pile on him and uh, demonize him, like you were saying, when these are the same people that argue for being allowed to publish classified documents and leaks and whatever, but when he does it, it's like, oh, how dare he? And, well, you know, I, I again, the sexual assault thing, don't believe that. Anybody that's listening, it's a bunch of BS. He didn't do it. There's been no proof. I think Sweden's been even dropping those charges because they're so ridiculous. Well, here's the thing with them. Like, you keep saying he's a traitor, but you can't be a traitor for a country that's not your own. That's like, you know, the United's, the U.S. soldier who shot a Japanese was a traitor to Japan. Now he can't be a traitor. Yeah. He's just... Like, it doesn't make any sense to call them that. Because it's not like their team. Like, oh, you know, the um, like the Ravens linebacker is a traitor to the Patriots. Like, yeah. no. No, that, doesn't, that, that just doesn't work because he's not a United States citizen. Yeah. He's not a citizen in North America. It's, I don't even think they're in the... I'm not sure if, uh, is, if the Netherlands are in the EU. It might be one of those like few countries that aren't. It, it might be. I don't know enough about them. And it's really too kind of ironic... Because he really is like Nelson Mandela, but this guy's Dutch, which is like, you know, if you, if you look in like South African history, it's kind of ironic because the people that are now being oppressed, that Mandela probably was not too fond of our Dutch an ancestry, and that's, and this mm. guy's Dutch, and he's basically in the same position as him, if not worse. Because at least Mandela, like, he could, like, do stuff. Like, he was in a jail cell, but this guy's been in, like, a room. Yeah. For like eight years. He's not even, even been in court. He doesn't know if the next day he'll be like taken out in a black helicopter stuffed into a van. Well, remember when one of the WikiLeaks unveiled uh, that Hillary uh, said uh, in some sort of meeting about, you know, and they were talking about Julian Assange, she just said, why don't we just drone him? I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, even if that's a joke, like, you, for her to think that, like, fucking hell. It's crazy. It's a foreign national in a foreign country. If you if like you drone them and then it gets leaked back, like you think <laughs> it's bad what happened with Russia allegedly and the United Kingdom with the poisoning. At least with that, they were a, a spy in Russia. Like that would make sense. This guy's not even in Russia. Was he in the United States? He's yeah, in a foreign and country, and he didn't even do any spying himself. He just posted shit other people gave him. That like. He is literally just like the Wikipedia, and that's like suing Wikipedia because someone posted an article on Wikipedia that had leaked that leaked classified information. That's all that WikiLeaks is. It's like a Wikipedia, but for leaks. Yeah, you know? people got to remember, too, that because there's a lot of misinformation about him. He doesn't steal these documents. He just publishes them. People give it to him, and he leaks. You know, he publishes them. You know, that's why when they accuse him of bias, it's silly because he just publishes what he gets he doesn't pick and choose if he gets it it's legit it goes out there um but if they did drone him he'd be the biggest martyr in the world so if they did that like that you know that would be insane 
and insanely stupid on any government's part, because then somebody would leak that shit, and you'd have... You, you would be leaking shit on the WikiLeaks guy showing corruption, you know, of killing somebody, a, you know, a uh, atrocity. Uh, but I don't know if he's a Dutch citizen, but I'm looking at Wikipedia. He is an Ecuadorian citizen. He's been... Well, that's... Uh, yeah. I think we can... Yeah, they gave that to him in uh, 2017. And, you know, he's from Australia. I do remember that bit. And I assume he'd have an Australian citizenship. But, um, yeah, but it wasn't, uh, maybe it wasn't, I thought it was Dutch. Yeah, I think he does have a narcissistship. I don't know it off the top of my head, but... It's probably wrong, but either way, he's not a United States or a yeah. British citizen. I, I was wrong with said It's not quite as ironic, but uh, it still is It still is kind of ironic, though. Yeah, it is, it is. He is kind of like a, a lot of the, um, like the, Austri like the South Africans moved to Australia. And that's um, with the Mandela thing, and he's white Australian, apparently. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, either way, I think this needs to get more media attention. And the reason yep. the media yeah. hates him is because he doesn't lie. He doesn't yep. pull all this fake news stuff. And that's why they want him gone. He's like competition. Yeah, and exactly. He's competition. They can't compete with him. But there's not too much things like we as citizens can do if you're in the uk i'd recommend that you go and like protest in front of the embassy yep i second that but the thing is i don't think they're really gonna do anything you see how bad the uk already is with like free speech they'll throw you in prison for like i don't you know what what did uh tommy robinson yeah they threw him in prison they like they ended up taking uh, Lauren Southern and like detaining her for three days, probably illegally, and try to go and pin her for things. And then the then the Austrian dude. It, this is really bad place to be. I would not have wanted to go to the UK. He he honestly have been a lot better off in Russia because I don't think they'd hurt him as long as he refrains from like doing Russian documents. Well, that's where that Snowden way. is. I think right now he's in Russia. Well, the thing with Snowden, he was a U.S. citizen. He was a CIA person. So. That you could call him a traitor, but you couldn't call Julian Assange a traitor unless he was doing yeah. stuff with Australia. But he, I mean, I don't care what he does with Australia. They're just kind of a country that used to be kind of cool, and then they took all the guns and yeah. they had that like famous uh, shootout thing with the uh, crocodile Dundee guy. Oh yeah, yeah. The actual story of him is pretty cool, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of leaks, there's been another leaked recording uh, making the rounds these days. Not yeah. what leaks, but the mainstream media is posting this. Even yeah. though this is probably, if maybe it's not classified, it's definitely something that shouldn't Attorney be. Attorney client privilege. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Cohen was uh, he secretly recorded Trump talk about paying off a Playboy model. Was, I believe before the 2016 election. A few and days before the election happened. And it was like a two-minute video, I believe, or not a video. It was like a recording, and uh, there was some sort of issue with campaign finance law that had to do with that. And that's why the left are like, oh, we finally got Trump now. Like, you know, I could care less if he paid off people. That makes That's a smart business decision. I, I'd wish that, like, he, they had the uh, people. Congress used to have, like, a whole fund full of, like, non-disclosure non agreements so they could form it with girls that they were, you know, bunking with potentially or not. <laughs> and that's the thing. <laughs> When you're that famous, you, you've especially Trump. Like he's a New York politician. Of course, he's 
done things. I don't really Jesus, care. Man, if I wouldn't call him politician. It, it's it's just stupid. I mean, he's a billionaire too, so that helps. I mean, even if it wasn't for that, I mean, this was before he was a politician. He was, yeah. But he's in New York, New York, and that's just a, a den of depravity. But uh, they're trying to go make a big deal about this. But I think I read an article today saying that it's probably not legal for them to have, if they did leak it, for that to be leaked because that is covered under attorney-client privilege. And I think someone in New York, like a judge, said that you can't be sharing that. Yeah, there's a little bit of a debate between that because I've seen two sides here. You know, Trump's arguing, yeah, that you have attorney-client privilege. You shouldn't, you know, he shouldn't be leaking this. Like that's really unprecedented. But then you have people saying that, well, once he jumped over to Giuliani as his personal lawyer, then the attorney-client privilege uh, went away. I I don't buy that. I don't know the law too well, but that's what I've heard. I think he had that lawyer for a while. Yeah, he might have he might have multiple lawyers, and he was talking to him in confidence. I know in P, I know in like PA that'd be completely illegal, anyways, because it's a two party consent state. Yeah, and I think this was this is yeah, because I, I was thinking I forgot to add the notes actually. I think this happened in New York. I'm ninety nine percent sure, but I could be wrong. And New York is a one party consent state, so Cohen, uh, President Trump's lawyer, uh, doing the recording would be the one party, and he was in the recording so it technically would be a legal recording but i'm not sure because of the attorney client privilege stuff that's where it gets a little confusing but what's weird is uh you know because they were talking about you know possible payments to karen mcdougall the playboy model and paying her off which you know if, if it's unethical or not that doesn't matter because this story doesn't matter and i'm saying that not because i'm trying to take a sign of the ethics here i'm saying in terms because the media's projecting this as, aha, we got you. As you were saying, they got Trump now, but they don't. This isn't going to matter. Nobody cares. We knew he was a playboy when we elected him, and you know, we still know that now. So it's not going to change anything. It's not going to move any needle. It's just you know, a, a story the media is going to run with because they want to get you know clicks and advertising revenue. I mean, it's simple as that. Uh, but th- th- what's interesting is that I want to know how the New York Times obtained this recording because it was given to them, and this is a recording that was seized by the FBI when Cohen's office was raided. So the recording was in Cohen's office, the FBI raided, they got the recording, and I guess, I think Mueller's team, I could be wrong, it's a little confusing, I don't know if the FBI was coordinating with Mueller on this, was you know looking at the recording. So I, I don't know how the New York Times got it, if it was leaked to them or... You know, what happened, but what's to add another layer to this story, there was, um, I think Cohen said it, I forget who, I don't want to uh, spread misinformation here, but Cohen was supposedly talking with Stormy Daniels' lawyer, Michael Avanti, when he was in New York City, because he just happened to bump into him at a you know restaurant, and they just started to happen to be talking for a, quite a while, and they had a productive discussion. So it sounds like they're going to be working together. Maybe, I don't want to say a class action lawsuit, but it sounds like Cohen's just a scummy lawyer looking after himself. And I, you know, say what you will about what Trump did or whatever. I just see this as, you know, totally breaking a attorney-client privilege uh, ethics. Well, yeah, that's that's just like really sad that you can't even trust your lawyers these days, and the government 
They did the. They shouldn't have even been able to do a raid on uh, his house and steal Trump yeah, documents. That was That's, crazy. You wonder why Trump doesn't trust the uh, United States intelligence. Why doesn't <laughs> trust the FBI? It's exactly for these reasons. Because that's really scummy and that's really illegal. And the fact that they're allowed to do this just shows how deep the deep state is, how, how corrupt our own government is. If this, like, people make such a big deal about Watergate, but honestly, this is many times worse. They're breaking attorney client privilege, which is one of the like influential parts in any free democracy, yeah. in any, like, not in democracy, like any sort of government that has a legal system. Any free legal system requires that because you're going to discuss personal issues with your lawyer. How are you going to tell them, like, let's say you're charged for murder and you, uh, you go to a lawyer, you know, you got to do that. And, or if you like anything, you like, you know, you stole a car, you tell your lawyer that, you know, if you stole a car, that's bad, but you have to go, you have a right to go and have a lawyer. And then they can't just go and break into their office. Like, like this is just disgusting that our government has stooped to these levels, and I'm honestly not. I don't know why people aren't more pissed off about this. Yeah, I like, see. Here's where we need that uh, right wing, uh, like protests. They should be protesting over this. They should go right in front of the FBI building. They should go in front of Washington Post for publishing this story. And they should go. You know, if we had like right wing uh, squads on the internet, they should be doing whatever they can to to disrupt like a uh, Washington Post within the law, of course. You know, blow up their comment section. Just yeah, just make them be known. If they're going to go and harass Republican lawyers and like Republican lawmakers or Republican lawmakers and whatnot, and sometimes you got to fight fire with fire. Yeah. So yeah, it's like I I don't like making ever Wargate comparisons because it's like two situations are never alike. But there's a lot of stuff happening here with this whole. Russian collusion investigation that's unveiling a lot of corruption in the FBI and the special counsel. Because none of this... Let, let's remember something to all you never-Trumpers. If we didn't elect Trump, none of this crap would have come out about the FISA court abuse, about the bias in the FBI, about all the corrupt stuff Comey was doing, all this stuff we would not have known about. Um, you know, I would like to see somebody sort of list all this out maybe a future video we can do of all this corrupt stuff that this is unveiled and nothing has come out about trump you know trump is the cleanest guy in washington right now but the intelligence community the deep state the fbi all these people have corruption in them at high levels you know the people the boots as they say that work for the fbi are amazing people they're doing hard work to keep I'm sure, safe. I don't know about that. Uh, honestly, I don't know about that. I think look so. At Park, look at Parkland. They were the FBI was tipped off. That was boots on the ground, and guess what they did? Yeah, I wonder if that was, but that could have been higher up people. They could. I have, don't think so. I, I don't think so because they they posted. Oh, we can't find who it was, and the guy posted his real name as his YouTube account that was making uh, school shooting threats. Yeah, and we've seen multiple times where they've reported people who were shooting the school. Like, like, they were, this is, there's obviously corruption in the FBI. And, um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty deep. And I don't know if it's the people on the ground. I don't know if it's, and I know it's the people at the top. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the people on the ground. Because there's, they're making mistakes. And that, the stuff on the ground, that could be done. That's like your regular FBI Joe, to my understanding of how they work. 
Yeah. And, and they said they couldn't figure out who it was. So I think the entire organization needs to be audited and they need to go and have like documents declassified. And um, if not that, have like a, a, a congressional uh, sort of committee formed to go and figure out what's going on with the FBI. Because it's, it's always our like FBI and the CIA, they've, they've been known to go and uh, do some really shady stuff. Like, especially under Hoover, they were like spying on MLK. They were, yeah on the gay community they're doing all this stuff and people are just like oh they're better now no they're probably not no. they're probably, it's probably worse now like he he was wiretap like that's under the FISA court this is yeah. exactly this is even worse than wiregate because they admitted he was wiretap but i said oh it's okay because everyone's wiretap yeah like that makes things <laughs> better yeah no, that's that just shows you how wrong this stuff is the patriot act needs to be repealed because that's ridiculous. They need to repeal that. No one should be wiretapped unless it goes through a legitimate like court source. They shouldn't have these secret courts. You shouldn't be wiretapping any U.S. citizen unless it's done through the proper authorities. And especially and, during a freaking presidential campaign is when they were wiretapping him. And they had an FBI spy in his campaign during a freaking campaign. Yeah, this is this is really bad. And... He's like Trump's saying it, and no one's really listening, at least not on the mainstream media, because Fox is too scared to say anything about it because they're a bunch of rhinos for the most part. A couple yeah. good ones on there, but from the, like it's mostly rhino, rhino, rhino everywhere. But there's like very few of these sort of uh, news that we need, and that's why I'm glad that we're over here. We we're small right now, and there's a bunch of other ones like us too, alternate media. Because yeah. we all got to put the, their feet to the fire, and we need to. Because this is, this is really bad. Yeah, and, and none of these mainstream media outlets ever want to report... This is why WikiLeaks is important. They never want to report on the mainstream media about the corruption in our intelligence communities. Like, don't you think it's really weird how right after Trump, when he has a meeting with Putin, and he didn't, you know, as, as the media is framing, he didn't agree with the intelligence community's assessment that Russia you know, mailed in the election and he didn't condemn Putin right there and they thought, oh, he's, you know, showing distrust in the intelligence communities. Well, gee, isn't it a little weird how right when after he did that, all these ex-intelligence people like uh, James Clapper and Brennan were all out on these mainstream media shows, you know, calling Trump treasonous, you know, going after him hard. And saying all these bad things, but like Brennan's tweet is totally unhinged. We were talking about last week, where he called Trump treasonous and how this was, you know, high crimes and misdemeanors. He's saying all this like radical stuff, and when you look at what Trump said, he didn't say anything that controversial at all. It was such a crazy overreaction. And to be honest with you, I I've never for the past, you know, maybe I'd say. Um, I'd say at least four years don't have any trust in these agencies. I mean, you look at after, especially after Iraq, when everybody was saying how, oh, they lied about weapons of mass destructions, our entire intelligence community, that it was false. They said there were weapons of mass destructions and there weren't. Why should we trust them after that? That's one of the biggest blunders ever. And this is the same intelligence community, the CIA, that had under Kennedy Operation Northwoods. If you've never heard of it, Google Operation Northwoods. 
was an operation drafted by the CIA that would uh, create false flag attacks against American citizens and I think also Cuban citizens where they would do mass bombings, mass shootings, terrorist attacks in order to start a war of Cuba. This was something created by our own CIA. I remember when I first heard it, it blew my mind because I'd never heard of it before. I was like, our, our CIA want to create false flag operations you know, against the Cuban government you know, and against American citizens to start a war of Cuba. And this was signed off by the uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff to say, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to kill our own people to start a war of Cuba. It's perfectly fine, but JFK rejected it. You know, I, I, it's stuff like that's just crazy. No, that was actually a thing that was going to happen. You want to say that right now, and you see Alex Jones, he's always talking about these false flags. It, it can make sense because I could see, you know, they've they've admitted to it in, the, in these leaked documents where they've done or at least they've wrote about doing false flag attacks. Is it really that much of a uh, of like a leap of thought to go and think they were going to do it again? That they would actually go through for a couple of these? I'm not saying they did, but yeah, they, they, one surprised me. I didn't know, just, things like this just don't surprise me anymore. And Same. especially after seeing what happened during this election, how much just corruption is in the FBI, and then I see you know Republicans. They're like, oh, well, they don't trust the United States. They trust the Russian intelligence, but they won't trust the United States. Well, I wonder why. The Russian intelligence, they've not done like so much politically partisan attacks on him. And they haven't had like this huge, huge history of like just corrupt and scummy things. Like Honestly, they just need to go and wipe it clean, I think. Just completely get rid of the organization and start up from the ground up a whole new intelligence agency. Yeah, it's definitely a possibility because, I mean, it's just, I don't know how you fix it because you have these people that are all looking out for themselves. They're all, you know, the, the three biggies, Comey, Brennan, and Clapper, are like, you know, the three axes of corruption, of, you know, intel corruption because these people are high up. They're looking after themselves, and they're, they're really not patriots. They're not, you know... In you know they're, they're not um, trying to think of the way phrases they're not uh, upholding their uh, you know their I guess you could say their yeah their oath that's a good way but their oath their their responsibility that that's what I'm really looking for their responsibility to defend this country to keep us safe and to not do this crazy shit like this is stuff you see in movies this is stuff you see in 1984 stuff you know this is not what we imagine what America is supposed to be. And yet, and yet we call these Russian companies, like we go, oh, well, Putin kills journalists. How terrible. Like, we don't see this in America. This is, uh, you know, uh, unbelievable. And I'm like, well, you look at us in the mirror and you see some of the shit we've done. It's not pretty. And I, I, I do love when Trump was uh, tweeting out about, you know, it's kind of going back on topic a bit, uh, about the lawyer and he just goes, the good news is, is that your favorite president did nothing wrong. <laughs> I mean, he's like embracing the didn't do nothing meme right there. And, and it's true. Like I say, he's the cleanest the guy in Washington. It's, it's a different one. The didn't do nothing is different from did nothing wrong, just for the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. It is different. But it, it's still kind of the meme, you know, um, of, you know, this, the, the phrase did nothing wrong. You're filling the blank, did nothing wrong. But, um, it is just funny because it's like when he says that, it's like, yeah, you, 
of all the people here, if you were to say somebody did nothing wrong, it's Trump. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But speaking of tweets, there was uh, someone else who've got who's gotten to some hot water lately over some old tweets that were dug up. So uh, director James Gunn was recently fired from directing uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 over old tweets joking out pedophilia and, and rape dug up by uh, Michael Cernovich. Yeah. Yeah, Mike Cernovich uh, went back and I think found all these tweets. I don't know if he did with somebody else, but that's, the, you know, which led to his firing. And oh, sure. I, 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 he, he sent out a series of tweets basically saying that you know, I've always been a provocateur. I've been trying to tell jokes about outrageous and taboo things. Um, and he used those words uh, in the tweets. Uh, you know, of course, he says he's been a better person, blah, 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 and he's different now. Um, and I, I, to be honest with you, like, I, I've read some of the tweets, and I think it's hard to ask. I, it, I think, first of all, I want to make clear that you're allowed to joke about anything, absolutely anything, and I like a lot of offensive, provocative, edgy, you know, jokes and whatnot, but, and I think he probably was joking, but the thing is, it's a little weird how some of these big-time lefties, like this guy, always love to joke about pedophilia, like, it's a little weird, you know? They're not even joking anymore, they want to add uh, LGBTP. Yeah. Sexual. I've seen like a TED talk about this, and it's just disgusting. But my thoughts on this, particularly, while on the one hand, I think that this Twitter outrage mob is just becoming so toxic. Like you have one, you say one bad thing on Twitter, and you're instantly the horror of the universe. I, I saw an episode yeah. of Family Guy where Brian did a tweet, and uh, it, like, yeah. and he ended up getting like completely trashed. He ended up like losing his job, yeah. had to go move away. People were like harassing him. See, this stuff's got to stop. This is why I, I very rarely go into Twitter, why I very rarely make specific posts on Facebook or anything like that. It's because there's so much you can do wrong, and especially if you're young, you know, people's ideas change over time. And this is like a three-year-old post. However, on the same hand, I see Roseanne, she ended up getting a bunch of shit for old tweets. I see... Um, who was a Milo, he ended up having something dug up from his past, like a video. Yeah. And so I'm completely fine with them doing this because they do it to conservatives all the time. But I really would like people to stop being pussies, basically. I, I don't yeah. like pedophilia, but I think you can joke about whatever you want to joke about. I mean, that's kind of my thoughts. Because people's opinions on, like, joking trends have changed dramatically over the past, like, just a couple years people could go and joke about things like that you know five ten years ago and it wasn't a big deal but nowadays it's just like what would have been just like eh, that's a weird joke now it's just like oh my god i can't believe you said that about somebody yeah <clears throat> it's gotten so over the top and people just like honestly if you're a business i i won't even get a twitter because well, yeah, it's kind of cool to have a Twitter to go and talk to people, but most of the time, it's just, it's a bigger liability than a positive. I feel in, in the current business world. So, like, look at Papa John's. It's more than Twitter, but you have like one thing ends up going up. You have uh, who was it? If you do like a single tweet, you can just completely ruin your business. You can ruin your person, your position in the company overnight. 
over a couple hours over people's reactions to a tweet. You could take down the tweet, but once it's out there, it's out there. Unless you can prove someone actually hacked your account, which, you know, good luck. It's very rare that you can actually do anything, that things will be made better. You're kind of screwed, at least by the lefties on Twitter. And people need to go and stop, like, going in on these hype trains. and need to stop listening to this. I also buy Papa John's. I'll still, you know, yeah. Milo. But, yeah. like, this stuff, it's just gotten so over the top. And it's completely unlike what we've had before. Like, there's kids growing up now who may have said, you know, like, the N-word or something, like, when they were, like, 15 or 16 on Twitter. And there was some edgy teenager or they might have posted a picture and then they try to go and find a job and they can't find a job. It's just stuff like that. And yeah. once it's on there, now you can find on the Wayback Machine, you can find it in all sorts of ways. And they're really screwing themselves over. It's like a ticking time bomb. It might not go off in your lifetime, but it might go off right after you get a new job and it'll completely screw you up. I don't even know what you're going to do if you end up having a big thing like this happen. You're kind of screwed. You just have to deal with life, I guess. You know, work something, go to a different country, maybe. Like some like third world country and just work some shitty job the rest of your life all because of a stupid tweet. Uh, this this just sort of world that we live in, I really don't like that. That's one thing I really hate about the 21st century is yeah. you can't, like, grow up. You, you, you Like, past is just, people make stupid decisions, but now it lasts forever because of the internet. And that's really, and it's really going to hurt the kids now. And that's why you see the, like, uh, Gen Gen Z. They're not even really using uh, Twitter so much. They're using things like Snapchat and whatnot that you can at least pretend you can delete them. And they're staying away from more traditional ones like Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. When we're in an age of social media where everything's documented of what we say and what we do, and people, you know, do it to themselves kind of, uh, you know, it also is a platform where outrage can be easily created. You know, that's where this outrage culture, you know, really started when social media started because everybody could get outraged at something big time and get a hashtag trending or a topic trending and everybody's talking about it and all the news is talking about it. You know, just by word of mouth on the internet, which is, it's a, it's a good thing in one regard, which is that when there's an unjust thing happening, the people, not the press, can make something um, uh, of an issue and raise awareness. Of course, Twitter can sometimes shadow ban and you know uh, have algorithms that screw up their tw- trending page, but it's still possible, and I think that is a good thing. But the bad thing is, is that, like you said, little stupid things that you may not have meant or that were word badly or you're trying to be edgy or something then become, you know, dig dug up, you know, while you're in your career when somebody wants to take you down. Uh, the same thing that, like, you were mentioning very, you know, almost exactly when you were mentioning about the uh, N-word was when Paula Dean admitted, she just admitted that she said it in the past and she lost her cooking show, she lost everything. That was uh, quite a few years ago. But I remember that thinking, well, isn't that ridiculous that she... She admitted she said it, and I think she even apologized and said how wrong it was. And they still took everything from her. Like, that's ridiculous. Uh, But to add to another layer of irony, here's one James Gunn uh, tweet they did dig up where he said, and I quote, 
I wish some of these so-called defenders of liberty would start to understand what freedom of speech is and, all in caps, isn't. Roseanne is allowed to say whatever she wants. It doesn't mean ABC Network needs to continue funding her show if her words are considered abhorrent. Oh, gee, look what happened to you, sir. You know, it's a little bit of an irony now. Uh, but I, I personally, I mean, like I said, I haven't seen all of his tweets, but I'm on the side of I don't think he should have been fired because I think it's silly to fire people over, you know, little tweets and stuff. Because it sounds like he's still a good person all that, and he's not a pedophile, and I assume he doesn't support it. I'm making some assumptions here. He could. I don't know if he does. Uh, I wouldn't count on it. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm being an optimist here because, like you said, they're putting the P in LGBT, adding a P on there, which I think is... First of all, it's you know abhorrent that we're normalizing and accepting pedophilia, a disease that you know, which is probably the most one of the most disgusting things in the world. Uh, but it's also just stupid in terms of the LGBT community was always trying to get away from that, you know, because people would uh, stereotype them. And demean them by saying, "Oh, you know, these gay people are just pedophiles. You know, fuck them. Don't give them rights. They're they're pedophiles. Keep away from my kids." And now they're just like embracing it. They're like, "Yeah, we're we're cool with pedophiles." It's like, guys, you've been trying for years. You're making all this progress to tell people that you aren't pedophiles, and now you're fucking adding it to your uh, acronym. Like, <laughs> to me, that's tragic that they're doing that. I just that's oh no. It's 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 again when things go too far. You know, it just gets bad. Absolutely. But uh, anyways, that's with all that said and done, I really, there's these like recent things with between like the, um, with the Julian Assange and the, the lack of just like between Julian Assange, people getting attacked over their tweets that they made years and years ago and the like complete lack of attorney-client privilege. It just really paints a disturbing dystopian picture to me of the world that we live in it's just like really crazy that i i couldn't have even thought of a world like this back in 2000 you know like four or something not just because yeah. i was a young kid but because like it's just an incredibly like how much how little privacy we have these days yeah just how little like our freedom is completely limited like you do one thing it you, just one thing like that, and you're completely done. I, I think we do need to go and do a video at some point on just the, the whole concept of privacy and freedom and how little we have of both of those. Because I don't even, I really don't like this world that we're living in. Because you already saw this stuff with like Xbox a couple years ago with like having a, like a microphone that's always on. And then you hear about all these like government programs, and it's just, what are we, where are we going to be, you know? Yeah, and I think it's get. I think we're you know privacy is slowly and slowly going to become eroded, and that's going to become a major selling point for a lot of companies that preach privacy. They're pro privacy. I remember Apple a few years back was. I remember some people were saying that they're making you know they were uh, projecting that this was a going to be an important selling point for tech companies is privacy because Apple is saying yeah, they were one of the few back in the day that was marketing uh, that we're going to be pro-privacy, we're going to protect your privacy, all that stuff. You know, regardless if they are doing that or not, they were the ones that foresaw this becoming an issue. 
and you know they got on that uh, ahead of the curve and made their brand about protecting your privacy and that's benefited them greatly and you're seeing things like with Facebook and Google and Twitter where Facebook was uh, keeping track of people's phone calls and reading their texts and Twitter is you know looking through your DMs as a project Veritas uncovered and uh, Google I mean they have a boatload of information who knows what they're doing it with it uh, you know it, it I, I just don't see where it ends. I mean, Apple could be doing this stuff too. I have more faith in them. I think they're probably better, but who knows? And I don't see it's getting any better. You're going to see, I, I, I remember, I think we were talking about one of these videos, how uh, those like 23andMe, those uh, Ancestry.com where you send in your DNA and they you know tell you where you're from. It wasn't those particular sites, I believe, but there were many that were taking your genetic information and selling it to companies to, you know, try to find something about you or do something with your uh, genetic information. And, I mean, every little bit of information about you is being sold around. Like, these co advertising companies and our companies know way more about you than you do. And oh, it's, I, I don't know where it's going to end. It's even worse than that. I keep seeing these articles. Oh, we caught the San Francisco Golden Gate Killer. We caught this guy. Based on information that people give it, like their genetic information that people yeah. have been giving. It's like, oh, yeah, it's cool that we, I mean, it's cool that they caught those killers, but they have a whole database of people's informa genetic information. If, it's not even if you give it to them. It's like your relative, if you have like a bunch of relatives who did, your information can be pretty much typed up on a computer and uh, assembled. Like, they can get a pretty good idea of who did it from that. And that's where things get really scary because of these things. It's kind of cool that, yeah, we do have things like Ancestry. You can figure out who you are, and it's kind of showing people that race isn't just a social construct when you can yeah. prove. It's kind of like putting a whole huge dent to that argument because that's kind of impossible to have if these websites and services are real. But on the other hand, when you do have these services, you're giving your information away, your genetic information, from these uh, and compiling them, not just for the government, because the government's been doing this for years. I've researched into this, and uh, when you're a baby, they'll like uh, prick you, and they'll mm -hmm. take your like little blood sample, and they'll use that. They say it's for like to go and check for all these things, but uh, they've been known in some of those cases. It's help catch criminals because they put that into a genetic database. I know in like California too, they've been selling that information uh, to uh, third parties to go and do whatever they will with them. And this has been going on for years, like I think since the mid to late 90s, where they've been taking information. They won't even tell you what it's for. They say, oh, it's for vaccines or something, but they're not telling you they're getting a copy of your child's genetic information. And then apparently you can request for them to destroy it, but if they actually do it, I kind of doubt it. Yeah. Just because of the way the government is, I don't really trust them, especially these days. So there's just, it's just disgusting what's been going on lately. And uh, I'm glad that we have people out there who show the truth. And people give Alex Jones a lot of shit. But the more and more I see these like articles and things like WikiLeaks and Snowden, the more he sounds like less of a nut job and more of just someone who's kind of found a lot of things like sure he comes off in a very particular way and he does make some asinine claims sometimes with very little <laughs> research in them but 
a lot of times, like with uh, turning the frogs gay, it's even worse to turn them trans. Yeah, that and, was actually true. People like meme that as like always crazy, but no, he was fucking like accurate on that. <laughs> and that's why now they're going after the uh, false flag stuff. That's why they stopped saying that. Oh, he's turning the frogs. Oh, he's saying these things that the Parkland shooting or the what was it? The the one twenty twelve. Yeah, his big thing was that Sandy Hook was a hoax, and they were using child well, actors. He never said that. He said it was a false flag, which doesn't mean it's a hoax. Yeah, they were they were really misrepresenting him, and he said things differently on different occasions that. To claim it's this one that he said it's a hoax is very misleading. And yeah, because a false because yeah. a false flag, people don't understand what that means. Yeah, average shit. Like I understand what that means. You understand what that means. And people who are uh, you know red pill, they probably understand what that means. I'm not gonna say woke because they're, they're <laughs> you they ain't woke, they bro. Know, they they think they know what that means, but they, they don't. But, uh, a lot of people just don't understand that terminology. And then you get some CNN reporter on there who's like, oh, he says it's false. Well, no, he says a false flag. And it's like, yeah, he did say the word false, but he also added the word flag to it. Yeah, false that's flag like, doesn't mean it didn't happen. Yeah, that's like saying, oh, I want to go and buy some uh, rapeseed oil. And then it's like, oh, he wants to go and rape somebody because he said the word rape, but not rapeseed, which is actually a thing. And for some god awful reason, they named something a rapeseed. Like, who, who does that? Yeah. Like it's an actual like plant name, and it's, no, it's just stupid. But uh, just things like that, and the way that the media like manipulates things so they aren't entirely false, but they're completely like misleading, and they more or less modify the story because of no journalistic integrity. That's what really pisses me off, and this is why people are dropping out of CNN, folks. Yeah, and this is why WikiLeaks is you know uh, accepted among a significant percentage of the population is because, like I said, when the media's not doing their job, people look to other sources, other revenues, or a avenues, and that's when WikiLeaks becomes a viable alternative. It's, you know, th this is a lot of the problems we have in terms of racial divisions, uh, you know, just political divisions, are, you know, uh, our sort of civility in our country, or lack thereof, our distrust in our, you know, uh, media, all comes from the media themselves. They cause all these problems. They cause, you know, I must say they are, you know, uh, the biggest causer of problems, or, uh, you know, I'm not trying to make it out as the worst thing that's happening right now, but these are, you gotta remember, these are people that take information and filter it. They filter it through a lens that uh, can totally change, you know, how people see something without rather just giving them information and letting them decide. No, they tell you how they want you to see these things. And when they're in the, uh, the pockets of the FBI, when they're in the pockets of the government, they're in the pockets of politicians, they are going to be pushing narratives that are to the benefit of those people. For example, one of the WikiLeaks that came out during the 2016 election was that the New York Times was doing a story or interview with Bill Clinton, and they were getting hit, giving him editorial uh, capabilities in the sense that they would send stuff to him and say, well, is this okay? Is it okay if we say it this way? No, you don't do that as a journalist. You don't say, you know, can we say, you know, uh, use this quote about you, is this okay? 
No. You do not do that at all because then they're going to fudge it the way they want it. No, you write the story uh, that's there. You don't let them dictate the narrative. You're a journalist. You're supposed to tell us what they said and not let them you know, cover up stuff they don't want it, you know, the public to hear and whatnot. And another one uh, that came out more recently in the IG report on the Hillary Clinton email investigation was that the FBI was getting uh, uh, kickbacks from journalists uh, in terms of, you know, uh, I don't want to say, uh, how can I word this? They weren't specifically getting these kickbacks to get give information to the press, but that's probably what was happening because there were multiple leaks that um, have happened from the FBI. But they were given, you know, sporting tickets and fancy dinners. Uh, you know, that totally breaks every, you know, journalistic ethics in the book. I agree. But uh, anyways... I think I I think that was a uh, very good discussion, but uh, that was most of the news articles for this week. Uh, if you if you agree with that, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I think that, I think that was yeah. You know, it's just very scary times we live in. But anyways, it was glad to go and see y'all here tonight, and um, stay tuned for the next installment of uh, Real News. Uh, when will that be? Uh, well, I'm going to be a little AFK for a few days or so, so we'll probably have it not next weekend, or the week and after that is when you should expect another edition of Real News. Um, I, we're going to probably cover the week that we missed, uh, depending on what happens, but Check, uh, of course, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Like this video uh, to get on top of the search results because YouTube and their algorithms are going to shove it down and not let people see the truth. You know, they're going to push Vox and all these other media that they're now f openly funding and favoring. And, uh, of course, comment below to create engagement and talk to people and continue the conversation and have real discussions that are not you know that you're not seeing on the mainstream media and of course share this video share on social media share it through your email share it wherever because like alex was saying stories like the julian assange story should be the biggest story right now that he's losing his uh uh oh God, i keep thinking of amnesty asylum asylum status the you know the ecuadorians are going to kick him out and hand him over to the british authorities and throw him in jail Nobody's talking about this. Mainstream media is not going to talk about it. You know, the only one that really covered it really uh, in depth was The Intercept. And I've already tweeted out and Facebook that article. So I hope you all check it out and I'll put it in the description. But you got to share this because YouTube's not going to do it. They're going to shove these videos down. They're going to block us. They're going to shout bands and they're going to stifle the truth. So you, you, it's up to you guys. If you want to see this. Uh, talked about and exposed, you gotta help us in spreading the truth. Absolutely. But anyways, I'll see you guys next, or whenever. Yeah, two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. Alright. Bye. Peace out, guys. Peace. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more Real News.